3: This live edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708 478 6090. The Black Oak and Oak Lawn, the South Suburbs' finest casual upscale dining. Dining? 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 dining. Yeah, it's a a word. (laughs) And Marishka's in Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. Let's drop the puck.
1: Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Nouveau. It's
3: not even so much me as it's Ronick.
1: He's good. And 670 The Score's hockey guy, Jay Zawaski. You don't
3: play this game with a big heart and a big bag of knuckles in front of the net. You don't got dinky doo.
1: Welcome into a very weird, very live, very video-y edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBCChicago.com and The Athletic. And with me, in person today, for once, I get to see this beautiful ginger man, Jay Zawaski of 670 <laughs> The Score. Jay, I almost forgot what you looked like.
3: Yeah, sorry to disappoint you. It's a reminder of what you had been missing. Not good. Especially early in the morning after a late night last night. Went out uh, to dinner and uh, many drinks with some old friends from grade school. We were at Tribes in Tinley Park from 7.30 until...
1: Excellent establishment. It's Love a, long,
3: a long time to be in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they were setting the tone by uh, putting the tables on the chair, <laughs> you know, putting the chairs up, very subtly telling us they were trying to close. Like, hey, get the hell out of here. All right, okay, we're leaving. Well, thank you, though.
1: Yeah, I was out at the casino until about three in the morning last night. So
3: damn, yeah. how'd you do?
1: I, I, I broke even, basically. That's which, winning. It's annoying, is what it is. <laughs> I either want to lose my money or I want to come home a winner. I don't want to come home like, I gambled for like three and a half hours and made nothing.
3: But the, see that, but what it did is you paid for your night of entertainment.
1: That is fair, I did. So it's,
3: it's not so bad.
1: The Wheel of Fortune slot ended up being the one thing the entire night that I actually really paid for me. I put in like 20 bucks. Two spins, boom, 180 bucks. So that essentially paid for the rest of my evening.
3: That's it. To me, that's winning. Mm -hmm. That's winning. Whenever I go to Vegas, if I come home with the same amount of money I left with, sans, you know, meals and stuff, I'm happy. But if you're just joining us, welcome to our first ever live edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We're live on Facebook Live. um, And then if you can't stay for the whole thing or you jumped in late, the whole thing will be available as a typical Madhouse podcast on iTunes and all that stuff, as the day goes on, uh, probably what, maybe 20, 30 minutes after we wrap up. Yeah, after we've,
1: I- we've got our fancy recording, and hey, you don't actually have to like mix the audio today. You just can throw it on the internet.
3: Thank God. Yeah. It has been a biatch the last couple of weeks to do that. I don't know uh, what's what the difference has been, but we've had the recording stop a couple of times, and then I have to... Find where things are, and I think people, if they listened last week, noticed there was maybe ten seconds yep. of where I incorrectly spliced something—something
1: something that you didn't feel like, you know, fixing. And frankly, I don't blame you. Yeah,
3: it was the Roosevelt conversation, yeah, so it who, wasn't who who that needs important to fix that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it didn't matter anyway. It wasn't that important. All right, so uh, the Hawks win two in a row. They're just rolling along, man. Last night, uh, after a very slow first period against Nashville, Patrick Kane scores, and from there, the Hawks sort of start rolling. One thing uh that troubles me from last night and it's sort of been a thing um kind of historically for the Hawks is they give up quick goals right back. They really do. You know, and I I don't know really if there's anything to that aside from coincidence or just letting down or um but it's a trend and it's something that I'd like to see them address. But again, like I said, they've done it forever. It's been that way forever. So what really is there? I mean, what can you do? Well,
1: yeah, like what strategically can you do differently? Try harder. Yeah. The
3: Bruce Bedreau method. It's
1: it's all an effort thing, clearly. And I like the Bruce Bedreau method. That's excellent. It's worked very well in the playoffs, too.
3: Uh, Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it's going to work this year. And the Hawks have passed the Minnesota Wild. So they still have what the wild have three games in hand, I yes, believe. This is
1: three, and yeah, and today they'll knock one off of that. I forget who they played today, but the wild are in action this uh, afternoon, evening, whatever. I, I time is a relative construct, anyway,
3: and a flat circle.
1: Yeah, oh, yes, nice, yes, Rusty, yeah. yes.
3: Um, by the way, if anyone has a question, we are taking questions live on the uh, Facebook feed, we're monitoring it as well. We look really good, by the way, yeah. and I have to compliment my. Triple Threat Sports Black Oak Marishka's uh display. We had Ramblin' Grimace put up for us. Of course he did. He put that together he, for
1: us. He is a god among men.
3: Yeah, we're trying to be professional. We got the uh the bobblehead collection here. We've got Jocelyn Tebow. His head comes right off. Just Holy like crap. That. Yeah. We got a Jonathan Taves. And Alex Jamnov, my favorite. Look at the expression on his face. He looks excited to be here, doesn't he? He, he
1: looks excited that he got
3: <laughs> traded for Jeremy Roenick. <laughs> you got Hosa there, Nicholas Johnerson, Joel Quinville.
1: I would say the the Hosa one's my favorite because it's evocative of the uh, 2010 game against Nashville. Which and it's
3: f- clearly Martin Havlat. <laughs> it has changed the number in Jersey, okay, look,
1: You got to realize there are only a certain number of, like, what font? Like what what would uh like molds i guess you would call it i almost called it a font and that would have been incorrect i think
3: mold is the right word for it yeah 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 uh yeah clearly that was a martin havlat bobblehead that was changed at the last moment
1: what what's that joel quenville one like a throwback paul newman one is that what they were going he's got
3: more hair than he actually does in that one yeah yeah Yeah.
1: it looks like he went to that uh place that eddie olchek went to
3: his head also comes off because eddie used to sleep with that
1: i'm sure this is riveting by the way ever for people on the podcast especially <laughs> yeah. like when they listen to this on tuesday they're gonna be like what the hell were you guys doing we're
3: talking about our bobbleheads just google all the bobbleheads we talk about and play along at home yeah it's, it's like, an interactive it'll broadcast. be it'll be
1: like a google like a bingo game pretty much yeah madhouse chicago hockey podcast bingo we we have to do that since we don't have uh, Addie here for fashion week we don't this have week.
3: her she's very disappointed too um, she's at CCD learning about Jesus right now, and uh, she'll come home and tell us all this, these Bible facts. Yep, um, it'll be great. But um, what I
1: what I'm going to tell her she needs to do is tell you some false Bible facts and see if you guys notice.
3: I have been a Catholic school person my entire life. I am a pretty good Bible trip. You can't stump me really. Is it bad that I don't know what CCD stands for? I don't know what it is either. Oh, okay. Catholic Children's demonization (laughs) your homework (laughs) your homework
1: assignment for this week podcast listeners come up with what ccd should stand for
3: yeah but don't look it up just guess yeah
1: (laughs) no yeah if they give us the right answer we're not gonna honor that no yeah no most creative
3: (laughs) we don't want the actual answer no
1: i do have a homework assignment suggestion but that's for later
3: all right sounds good um what else did you see last night that i mean it's just it it just we're so at the point now where it's please God get us to the playoffs maybe that's what I'll tell Eddie to talk about in CCD is pray for the Hawks playoffs to start early somehow because these regular season games have just become they're playing great I'm very happy and until the playoffs begin what more is there to say aside from keep it going gang thumbs up I think what stood out to me more so than just like the level of play
1: last night was how certain guys stepped up in the absence of Nick Jalmerson last night yeah. Number one on that list, and I've railroaded him all season long, Brian Campbell had a really good game last night. Well,
3: and that game winner was a thing of beauty, and that play right there is why you bring Brian Campbell into play.
1: Throughout the game, I had been commenting that he looked excellent defensively. He was doing a really nice job at the blue line. Pinching in, knocking the puck away from Nashville as they tried to enter the zone. Trevor Van Riemsdyk did the same thing a few times. It was really a mind-bending experience seeing those guys do so well defensively. And then every time down the ice, Brent Seabrook would get caught flat-footed and guys would skate around him.
3: Yeah, that was a weird night for Seabrook last night. You can see him and uh, him and Keith get split. Is it was it the Arvidsson goal or was that Yarn Kroc that split I be- them? I believe
1: it was Yarn Kroc. Yeah. Which, by the way, what team in the league has better names than Nashville does? That's a
3: good question. They've got some outstanding names. Yeah. Yarn
1: Kroc. is seriously one of the coolest names I've ever heard.
3: Yeah, he. That's you're right about that. But you see, Seabrook, I sort of caught flat footed there. Um, still a nice goal. Ah, uh, the first Arvidsson goal where he was backing up and just kind of got caught, sort of between steps as well. Yep. Um, I, you know me, I'm I'm Brent Seabrook's biggest fan. I'm his biggest supporter. Um, but that you know, not well,
1: great. But he, I, he needs it though. He needs you to be his uh, fanboy. He does. I think so. Why is that? Everyone criticizes his contract. It's one of the top five worst in NHL history, remember? Oh,
3: my God. That's something I saw this week. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I know. because Top
3: five worst contracts in the league.
1: Yeah, And I was like, mm, no, no, I don't think so. He can play. He's a good player. He's actually capable of playing hockey, which is weird. By Ooh. the way, we are getting some comments in here. Do you think I should uh, Fire maybe? Fire him up. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to dig into this here let's start with a see if there's any compliments of me or you i doubt it like the arizona gear james thank you jeffrey i'm wearing the arizona state hockey jersey today got my mesa solar socks hat on
3: powerhouse hockey po- program
1: you know what though <laughs> i am honestly very impressed with how far they've come in two freaking years as a division one program
3: pretty great yeah in two years it's pretty good
1: uh let's see paul tobeck hi guys hey paul what's uh, up man paul. Ken Backleman, this is already better than SportsCenter. Okay, he's thrown out. <laughs> we're, we're not dealing with that. Bill Yanka, the king of Kankakee. Oh, the king. The mayor. Yes. This podcast smells like a Mariska's poor boy. I, I
3: went to Mariska's Friday. I
1: saw that. You posted that on Twitter. How Dude, was it?
3: I got the Icelandic cod. Well, you
1: had to. It was Friday.
3: It was two big pieces of fish. Mm-hmm. Um, mac and cheese. Like the cheesiest mac and cheese ever. Oh, that's, and the way to my heart. Salad came first. We ordered the onion rings, and then a lost art in restaurants the parsley on the plate. Really? Yes. Oh, man. And then the basket of uh, cracker breadsticks. The These ol- are two things that restaurants have abandoned. The only over place time.
1: in the Kanki area that I know of that still does the parsley thing regularly. It's a diner called Yanni's, and it's in Mantino, which is just north of Bourbonnais. And you're right; it classes it up big time, and it's definitely a good throwback.
3: Well, it, uh, maybe just you know, businesses see it as a, a, an expense not needed anymore,
1: and and it's not like anyone shoves that in their mouth and eats it usually. The parsley? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, I it's have purely decorative. Weirdly enough, I have seen somebody eat it, and it was a very odd experience, and I don't want to relive it particularly. Yeah, that
3: doesn't sound good. No. But Addy was just looking at, what is this? Do I have to eat this? No, you're fine. You don't have to eat it. But the cod was fantastic. Well, We'll talk more about it during their sponsored read. Yes, exactly. Um, But uh, yeah, um, Mariska, <laughs> there
1: they are. J- Jason Holter, this is the worst Sunday school lesson ever. <laughs> Jason, we need to tell you about Jesus.
3: Uh, He uh, was a guy, and uh, he lived and died, and then flew to heaven. Paul
1: Toback, Paul Toback, with an excellent question. Tutu with points. What's up with that? First of all, Nashville should be contracted for that.
3: (laughs) Well, last night was the Jordan Tutu game. Yes, he had a fight and a goal. Drew a penalty that led to a goal. Yes, he did, and a goal which he is basically totally responsible for. Won that puck on the bo- on the boards, made a mm-hmm. nice pass to the point to Keith, right to Seabrook, shot in front block, came out in front, and sniped it.
1: See, to me, that was the best part of the entire play, was that. That winning the puck battle was crazy.
3: It was so good. I like him. I know that he doesn't have much left as a player. Um, I know he can contribute very little offensively, but when he's on the ice, I feel like he's... He's not a detriment. Let's put it that way. It's not a guy that's going to, oh, my God, he's out there. Let's just hope we don't get scored on, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the idea. I think Tutu can still – their possession is good. when When that lines on the ice, they're in the offensive zone a lot. At least it seems that way. Right. Without looking at the net, like I said, I was out till well, yeah. yeah. And you're
1: and you're you're not knowing whether it's sheltered minutes, blah blah blah. You know, I'm sure the stack geeks a f- will yell at us. But that's what a fourth line is for. Mm-hmm.
3: It's it is going to be sheltered. Completely minutes. Completely agree. Yeah. So when they're out there, if they can have some sort of positive, even if it doesn't end up in the net, it's a good thing. And I, you know, I don't want him in. Totally meaningful games, but a guy like that's going to be valuable to have um, if playoff series against the Ducks or the Blues mm-hmm. or who or maybe LA. If they get, start to get real physical, it's a guy you can put out there for five six minutes a game. Because um, listen, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to do this too soon, but Thomas Yurko has shown literally nothing, good or bad. It's almost as if he's not there. Ah, he finally did a thing last See, night, though. Yeah. That was a one time.
1: Yes. Well, he got bumps to the top line last night. By the way, I, I was asking somebody this. It wasn't a performance thing with Ryan Hartman, was it? I don't feel like he was playing bad last night.
3: No, I don't think so. I, I think th- it was just
1: a line balance thing, honestly, is what I was kind of getting the vibe
3: for. I don't mind uh, giving – I think Yurko seems like the kind of guy that if he's going to have success, it's not – like we talked about with Nick Schmaltz. I know they're not the same level of talent by any means, but – yurko watching him play through what three four games now he's not a bottom six you're you're right about that. it's a guy you've got to find a spot for in the top six and if they can't or if they feel he's not worthy of it maybe they let him walk in this summer or try to get a pick for him or something because
1: i bet you could ship him out and get you're not going to get a third round pick for him i feel like the blackhawks paid a little bit extra because of you know the incentive of changing scenery and maybe that bumps him up i think you get like a Fifth round pick for him, maybe fourth, fifth round pick. And fifth round picks can be useful because they got Andrew Shaw in the fifth round, didn't they?
3: Yes. And see, I'm not, I'm not I feel bad because it's, it's way too early to draw any conclusion on him at all. But I've just, it's never too early in the cap era, ever. Yeah, you're right about that. I've just, I haven't seen much from him yet. And I hope that maybe with, you know, Schmaltz out, we'll see him get some top minutes here. But Schmaltz is going to be back in a couple, you know, pro- next time they play knock wood yeah so uh trying I don't know. to knock wood without knocking the show laptop <laughs> off the table I appreciate it. it is perilously close to the edge but i think we're
1: okay uh, i liked what uh kevin peak said tutu found the fountain of middle age last night
3: <laughs> he did well you gotta you know you gotta have those games every now and again you know you gotta have those those role players step up and what a what a time to do it you know they're short-handed up front and on the blue line and that's another thing i want to talk to you about too is the Johnny Oduya waiting, you know, three oh, months to play, apparently. I, I, I did
1: want to uh I did want to mention before we move away from Jordan 2-2. I still insist that fight was stupid last night. I don't it didn't that did not change the momentum of That's the what game Patrick for me. Kane said. Sorry, Patrick. It was the turning point. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. You literally ended a good scoring chance by getting into that fight. The Blackhawks had a rush going and he decided, I'm gonna throw down with Cody McLeod.
3: You could tell that he he had already decided that his first shift on the ice he was going to fight. Well, I thought he, I thought he had
1: gotten a hit from Cody McLeod earlier in the game.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I, I thought now that was like
1: it. a retribution thing. Well, but get your retribution some other time, bro. Oh,
3: he wants to wants to fight in the town where he had the the bulk of his career, and they liked him there. Yep. I went to a game in at the uh, Bridgestone, I think it was 2011, somewhere around there, when he was still in Nashville, and every time he was on the ice, they gave the crowd train whistles. Mm. And every time it was like, toot, toot, it was the most annoying and lamest thing ever. Is
1: it more or less annoying than chanting, you suck at the goaltender?
3: Uh, More.
1: I I basically went in on Nashville fans last night. They're they're not smart. I was hot taking like crazy (laughs) on Nashville fans last night. Just all night long, everything they did. I was like, you guys are loud. You guys are passionate. You guys are fun stop with this bush league nonsense that you do
3: well i think you know maybe in the early days of a franchise you want to have those sort of things so fans know how to get involved and fans know how to participate and it keeps them engaged i guess like okay if this happens you do this right it's a way to sort of coach them through and keep them paying attention but now that they've established themselves as a legitimate franchise a team that i thought could possibly win the stanley cup this year it's time to abandon that stuff or tone it down a little bit. Mm. The goalie chant is something that every fan base does, but as you become a smarter fan, there's a time to do it. You're not when you're losing, right? <laughs> that would be advice. That'd be my first piece of advice for the goalie chant: would be to not do it while you're losing do you have any more questions from the audience there
1: somebody suggesting that i turn the uh, starbucks logo towards the uh, camera i believe that is brian Kahn. He coaches clifton central baseball no they're not paying shout out to they're oh good getting, point screw you starbucks jerks yeah oh ken brockman i mean sorry ken Bockelman asks what are you guys opinions of the predators yellow buckets
3: i actually like them you like the piss buckets <laughs> I suppose yes. Okay. I'm a fan of piss buckets. Yeah, you can cut that one up and use it later. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I think it's it's unique. Every team just goes with the default, you know, black or Boring. whatever their darkest color yeah, they, is. Yeah, they have blue also, right? The yeah, I mean, navy blue. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I think the yellow looks cool. It stands out. If you're gonna wear a jersey that bright, go for you the might gusto. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I actually do like it. I do. It's ugly, mm-hmm. but I like it. I like the idea behind you, it. You like ugly yet distinctive uh not always but i think that the fact that they're pulling you know they're drawing attention to we know a lot of people don't like this yellow and we're just going to own it Mm -hmm. i'm into that i like that i I like that you didn't give me an opportunity
1: to make a wise crack about looking in the mirror that was really uh professional yeah
3: i thought so by the way if you want to buy yourself a yellow nashville predators jersey uh you'll have to go somewhere else for the helmet but triple threat sports they can hook you up with the jersey of course you can get it lettered there It'll look just like it looks on the ice. You can get yourself a P.K. Subban jersey, feel better about yourself if you have to wear a yellow Predators jersey. Yeah. But not only can Triple Threat make great jerseys for you, they can make great jerseys and uniforms for your teams. Beer and Pizza League, uh, Rad Hockey Team, whatever you want to do, Triple Threat Sports can make your jerseys. Hundreds of them, a dozen of them, five of them, whatever you need, they will help you out. They'll also help you design the logo, the off-ice apparel, everything you would need for your team, you can do it. And it's not just hockey, football, baseball, softball, lacrosse, everything you can imagine, Triple Threat will help you out with those. So call Chris, 708-478-6090. That's 708-478-6090. Or email him for more info at Chris at com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it, and they are also the suppliers of our Patreon goods. So if you have donated to us before or would like to, Visit patreon.com slash madhousepod, and there's all kind of goodies there created and distributed by our friend Chris at Triple Threat Sports. I like how multiple
1: people, when I said ugly yet distinctive, immediately defaulted to the wild. (laughs) Defaulted to their logo. It's just a logo. That crying Jordan variation on it that we saw today was really good. That was uh,
3: Joe from Mariska sent us that.
1: Speaking of Joe from Marishka's, I think he's commenting repeatedly, and I'm ignoring him. Don't ignore him. Fine, I won't. How about Kucherov's shootout goal, E, eh? Not Blackhawks-related, but that was a thing. Am I right? I didn't see it. It was pretty sweet. You know what? You, um, it, It's something that you see guys do in practice all the time, where they literally let—they're, like, skating up with the puck— they let it roll, and they pretend to shoot, and just the puck keeps rolling. <laughs> it's exactly what he did. I love and it, that goal. And it went in.
3: That's the NHL uh, EA Sports glitch goal. That's right. Like, and oh, it, my guy fell off the puck, and, and it and just rolled in. And multiple people pointed that out last
1: night. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> there was another EA Sports glitch last night, the Avalanche. One of their players had a breakaway last night, and instead of shooting the puck, he turned around and tried to pass it to a teammate and got the puck intercepted. Just the stupidest thing you could possibly imagine. The hockey IQ in Denver is real good. I wonder what could possibly contribute to that. Hmm. What does Colorado have that's illegal that could potentially make bad decisions happen? Skiing? There you go. Yep. That must skiing. Be it. Yep, well, skiing. it did kill Sonny Bono, <laughs> so clearly it skiing did. is a bad decision. Yeah,
3: bad matchup. Wait, Wait a minute. Is it, is
1: it too soon? Poll, no. Podcast poll question. Is it too soon to make Sonny Bono jokes?
3: No. Because he was like kind of a joke when he was alive for the most part.
1: <laughs> Alex Brodke asks, can they make me a Uri c Cash Blackhawks jersey? I think so. Of course they can. I don't
3: know why you would want that, but go
1: yeah. for it. And by the way, he has the best nickname in the NHL, Cakes.
3: Duh. Cakes is pretty good. You have
1: to do it. it it's his name backwards.
3: Yeah, I like that one. Did yeah. you know that Jordan Tutu's
1: name backwards is Oot Oot? He's very Canadian, that guy is. We're only
3: 21 minutes into this, and, and you've I- already gone to backwards names? Yes. All right.
1: You know what? It's a live live podcast. (laughs) You were up till three. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I gambled all my intelligence away, clearly. There you
3: go. I'll bet you six brain cells on black.
1: That sounds like something we would say after a night of drinking. It's red. Sorry, you lost. (laughs)
3: Like Uh, that
1: episode of The Simpsons. Hello, Vegas. Give me 200 on red do
3: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, uh, since we're, uh, you know, we try to be as fair as we can on this podcast. No, we don't. I do have to uh, give a little bit of credit to Michael Roosevelt. Yes. Who's played pretty well over the last few games since John Merson's been out. Again, limited time. But what you want from a guy like that is to go out there, like I said about Tutu, and just not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, he's done pretty well. Especially
1: Friday. I yeah. thought he looked really good. It was a really good
3: Friday. Yeah. For sure. So I want to make sure he gets his props. We tear him apart. We make fun of him because he's old. We make ageist jokes about him. But uh, he has elevated his game a little bit. And God help us if he plays in the playoffs. Right. But for the time being, he's doing a good job holding I, it down. I've had and-
1: several listeners comment that they thought, uh, Michael Kempney looked really good the last couple games, too.
3: I think he's been playing his best hockey yeah. period. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple weeks ago I said, Ugh, yeah, it's he, starting to not look so good. It's starting
1: to look like he shouldn't be in your top six come playoff time, but apparently he listens to the podcast and turned things around. I'm going to go ahead and give us credit for that, like I did with the Ryan Hartman
3: thing. Well, here's the thing. If he continues this level of play, Johnny Oduya's back, Nicholas Jalmerson's back, is Quenville going to opt for him over mm. Trevor Van Reem's I still don't I still I don't so. highly doubt no. that.
1: I, I think I think ultimately what you're going to have is you're going to have Keith and Seabrook as the top pair. You're going to have Jalmerson and Oduya, and you're going to have Campbell and TBR. I think those are going to be your three pairings, I think. Kempney and Roosevelt I think will be the odd men out when those two guys come back and they're able to set their defensive lineup the way they want.
3: It just it bugs me because it almost feels like no matter how well you know How well Kempney plays, it doesn't matter to Q. Because Q's one of those guys that he sort of makes his mind up right away. Yeah. And you have to absolutely, totally prove him wrong to earn a spot and earn his trust again. And I feel like Kempney, early this year and even recently a little bit, has struggled when he's not in the lineup consistently. Now that we've seen him in, playing regular time, getting more adjusted to the NHL game, his game has really gotten better. And I think he's earned the right to stay. When Oduye and Merson return, and I agree, and I hope that's what happens. I really do. We'll see. I think we're,
1: we're with 17 games in 31 days. I think they're really gonna mix and match. Hopefully, hopefully they don't just set lines and leave them. Yeah, I, I, I want them to experiment a little bit. I want them to play the best six defensemen when the playoffs roll around.
3: Well, what else? Uh, what else did you you know? Just sort of as we lead into playoffs here, we're about a month out from the playoffs beginning. What do you want to see in the next month um, to make yourself feel as confident as you can about the playoffs?
1: Frankly, I want to see if Patrick Kane can maintain even close to this level of scoring that he's on. Because, frankly, I think he's back in the MVP race now. Yeah. I think he's right up there with guys like Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid. I really feel like Kane has reinserted himself. He's got, what, 28 goals now? I think he's, like, top two or three in the league in scoring. I mean, he has been doing incredible stuff offensively and been a big part of the reason why the Blackhawks have won, what, seven in a row now? Yeah. I mean, he he's really... I know Jonathan Taves is getting a lot of pub, and rightfully so, but Patrick Kane's been on fire lately.
3: Well, and, and I wonder... You mentioned Taves. It, it sort of triggered a thought in my mind here that perhaps Taves' well-publicized early struggles help Kane's MVP cause a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if it gives it a little more credence because... Um, he's been doing this, and, and Panarin hasn't been scoring. He scored the other night, obviously, but that was his one, first. Trick, one trick pony, Artemi Panarin. How did he score? One timer. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, people were coming at me in the shootout. Like, well, look at that! That wasn't a one timer. What's a shootout? True. He doesn't have <laughs> <a one-timer
1: option. laughs> to I, I, the one timer option. He asked the ref. I will to him. <laughs> say his play on the empty net goal last night was fantastic. No, he, it was I'm a not... great, it was a great hustle play along the boards. It was a great pass to Patrick Kane to set that up. But to your point again literally the night you said one
3: trick pony he went out and scored a one-timer goal I'm not I feel this is taking out a life of its own a little bit and I'm I'm playing along with it obviously I don't really think he's a one-dimensional player but I want to see him create goals in other ways get to the net you know he's good at playmaking for sure he can set people up beautifully that's why he's an awesome player Mm -hmm. I want to see him put the puck in the net in a different way yeah as opposed to standing out you're at so the face-off dot Jay. on the left and score on one-timers. It's not going to work in the playoffs. You're so demanding. They, You can joke with me all you want. They yeah. can't win a cup with him standing at the blue line on the dot, at the face-off dot, waiting for a one-timer.
1: You going along with this bit reminds me of the very first comment that I ever got on the Madhouse Enforcer blog on NBC, which was that Duncan Keith was all hat and no cattle. <laughs> <laughs> and from that point on every time i see duncan keith i think of that comment and the guy saying that he'd rather have brent Sopel than duncan keith oh my god come on speaking of which brent Sopel's doing uh dancing with chicago celebrities i think next week that's exciting along with peggy kaczynski of nbc chicago so if you guys are in the area go out and do that there
3: i have plugged something speaking of that non-hockey real quick just as quick cubs departure oh god uh david ross is da- dancing with the stars He was played with the Harlem Globetrotters, he's doing Kellogg's commercials. Mm -hmm. I am afraid we are reaching the level of David Ross fatigue. Are you worried about David Ross saturation? I think so.
1: I think we're we are right there. Is he gonna need to get a Depends sponsorship? Sooner than later, I'm. Nah, I'm sorry. That was terrible.
3: That was another ageist joke by you. Yeah, you know what? That's what we do on this podcast: make ageist jokes. Obviously, yeah, that could be
1: worse. Yeah, there are worse things that we could do. They won't be mad long. They'll be dead soon. Let's see. Is anyone commenting? Oh, oh, yes. Jason Holter, one trick pony, but it's one of the best
3: tricks in the league. I'm. I, I agree. I agree. I just wonder if it can work long term. And before I give, Artemi Panarin six six and a half seven million dollars i want to see a guy that can create goals in a different way hey look we have a dog the dog's here hi ray hi ray no one can see her but she's under the table we
1: we assure you the dog is there (laughs) she's
3: definitely here
1: (laughs) yes uh should we describe her um she's got fire coming out of her eyes
3: yes she doesn't like james clearly no she's taking you she's coming and sitting by you
1: yeah that's kind of that's a good sign yeah it's a good sign We're, we're making progress by the way several listeners asking if we can do this during a game I don't think that's legally allowed.
3: (laughs) Just put it on behind us. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't. That was good. I don't. We'll just
3: like thumbs up and thumbs down a game. Yeah, yeah, I don't think
1: we're allowed to do that. (laughs) Unfortunately, I don't think we can uh, MSTK that.
3: No, maybe I can. uh, I can. You know what? I do have.
1: Oh God, he's digging into his uh, bag of toys.
3: This is what we can do. Wait,
1: is this what we are? Are We oh, we
3: got the Sega Sonic.
1: Wait, NHL '94. Oh, you know
3: it's in there. I just gotta find it.
1: Yeah. Let's see here.
3: There, oh, there's '93 that's the unofficial see that's
1: what we should do we should have a live podcast where you just thump me at nhl 94 that
3: 96 it's in here i promise i got it we'll have a we'll have a podcast turn we're talking about this you know i've actually got that same banner the keith Ma- they can't see that one oh, whatever they can't the they can barely ban- see the bobbleheads <laughs> and, and yet we need so- i gotta put something on the wall here and here we'll f- we'll figure something out we'll get it worked out um do you, do you have a sin bin? Yeah. I haven't done much wrong in the last three days I have a sin bin actually all right, let's do it it, sin involves, bin time. it
1: involves animals too
3: um reminding you family podcast go
1: ahead Jay was marking where to add the uh, sin bin sound effect in sorry to the Facebook live
3: crew you're not gonna be able to hear that yeah they won't get the open
1: yeah well things happen
3: all right let's hear it
1: Let's enter the sin bin on the Madhouse
3: Chicago Hockey Podcast.
2: You go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free.
1: Okay, so you know how when you get a dog, you can blame that dog when you create a mess, and it's an instantly acceptable alibi for anything that you do? I do a similar thing with my cat, except it's not that. It's when I yell obscenities at the TV while playing video games, and my wife asked me, well, what's wrong? What's going on? The cat did something, and I was yelling at him. So my cat Critter, who everyone that follows me on social media has seen because I'm an idiot and I love my cat, apparently, I use him as an, an alibi, and I feel sort of guilty about it because I do it way more often than I should.
3: It's a good confession for me,
1: I think it's a two-minute minor. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's an awful thing, but it's, it's a bench de- minor. It's definitely something you should feel bad about, though. Like I use my poor, defenseless cat as an alibi for my idiocy.
3: I guess my sin bin confession this week would be not knowing what CCD stands for, despite being a 39-year-old Catholic who's gone through nothing but Catholic school all through college. I should probably know what that stands for. But that's it. I've not done much in the last couple of days. Yeah. What we podcasted on what Thursday? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm trying to think. Have it done anything horrifically evil? No. Rachel Dolezal still hot.
1: That is such a weird thing. Still like the wild. uh, I'm giving you. I'm giving you a double minor for that one, by the way, because it's two minutes for thinking she's hot and two minutes for her being generally bad.
3: She's bad. I'm not. I know she's a. I said during the confession that she's a detestable human being. That's the
1: point of the confession, though, is that. You find someone attractive, bad. There you go. Like someone bad, attractive, whatever. English are hard. English okay. are hard. You're right. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, that uh, abbreviated version of the sin bin was brought to you by our friends at Marishka's right there.
1: What a beautiful logo that there people can't see when they listen to this podcast Drive on down Theodore
3: Street and you'll see that sign. And it'll be bigger than that, though. We assure you, it's huge.
2: Six?
3: It's it's huge. It's huge. Huge. It's the bigliest sign in the world. Uh six oh four Theodore Street in Crest Hill, just west of Route 53. 815 723 9371. Family owned and operated since nineteen thirty three. Third and fourth generations of the zadrolovich family. Said it right that time. You did. I can't think about it. I know it's Zadrolovich, but when I think about saying it right, I can't say it right handcut per- I'm going to skip the script. I'm going to talk to you about what happened this weekend when I Please went.
1: Please share your experience at the Zadralovich family's fine establishment. Yeah.
3: So as a uh, a I'm a loose Catholic. I'm a lapsed Catholic. I don't go to church. I just don't. I try to live my life in a good way. That's how I do it instead because I don't think sitting there and being bored for an hour is really helping me do much. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um I treat people well. I treat people with respect. That's how I live my life. Try to, what would Jesus do? Is what I say. Oh my God! Copyright. Wow. TM J WWJD? You're I'm trying. Some you're trying to into mate. some weird territory right now. Um. So on Fridays during Lent, we cannot have meat. So uh, Joe and Mariska's tweeted about their special: the Icelandic cod, battered, beer battered, with a salad, mac and cheese, nine ninety nine. I think it's pretty good. It was outstanding, and I was full. But not like sick full. And because all the home all the food is homemade there, if you went to some fast food place and had their fish that was breaded, you'd be like,
1: uh like real logy and tired. You would be regretting your life decision.
3: Yes. Did not have that feeling at all at Marishka's. It was terrific. Everyone around us so getting the poor boys and just kind of like (sighs) like looking over. Oh, that looks good. Well, I'm gonna get that next time. Mm -hmm. Everything at Marishka's is outstanding. We got the onion rings, which were fantastic awesome my favorite unearings in the world so go there they've got a full bar with craft brews banquet facilities for up to 110 people so visit marishkas.com and check them out on facebook at facebook.com slash marishkas that's m-e-r-i-c-h-k-a-s open seven days a week and close only on christmas easter the fourth of july and thanksgiving we thank them for their continued support one of our first and best sponsors we love them more than we love our extended family yeah you can't say
1: immediate family because your wife is upstairs She's upstairs yeah yeah um we we did get a uh i, I got accused of hypocrisy um salsa shark has said that i was hating nashville's fun last night i get two minutes for hypocrisy
3: <laughs> there, but fun should not be dumb well sometimes fun can be dumb i suppose so like going to see a bad movie or something right but fair enough i i just think that there are it makes them look like less than they are. They're good fans. They pay attention. They're engaged. They know and, the players. And I repeatedly said
1: that, too. You did.
3: You did. So I think as a smart fan base, they should come together and say, this is dumb. We look stupid. We should stop. Yeah. That's all. I agree. And I think over time, it will
1: happen. I, I think it depends on which official is calling that, whether that's a penalty or not. So we're going to call that gray area. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm happy with that. Am I allowed to make uh, Catholicism jokes? Is that permitted on the podcast? Bring them on, man. When you said loose Catholic, I felt like that was redundant. Why is that? Catholics have sex all the time.
3: Oh.
1: Yeah, only when they're married. You procreate like jackrabbits, dude. Uh, I I don't. don't. (laughs) I only have one. (laughs) You're doing something wrong then, clearly. Uh, You know... It is what it is, bro. <laughs> well, at least you're a confirmed one-time sex addict.
3: Congratulations. One time, it was great. I, I remember it. <laughs> Six and a half years ago. Yeah. What a day that was.
0: <laughs> you have
3: done this. Don't blame me for that. You're like, oh, I just derailed. Hey, who's that bowling pin <laughs>
1: signed by over there in the corner?
3: <laughs> oh, I should have put that up there. That's the old score bowl bowling pin. It's signed by a lot of people. Is Mike Murphy's name on there? No, he does not. He did not do anything socially because he's a ass white. Oh yeah,
1: did you hear what he said the other day about the Cubs? Oh my
3: god, I did.
1: You he can was tell the people railing against Theo Epstein for trading DJ LeMahieu, just ripping into him, ripping him to shreds. I
3: saw that he did it. Did you actually hear it?
1: I did not.
3: I want to know what. The, I would love to know like what the argument was, and why it even came up. I, I don't know why. I don't understand the plan, Jay. Five, uh, what, five months removed from a World Series. Four months removed from a World hey, Series. Hey, that's four
1: months without a World Series. We can start asking why they haven't won again. Why
3: would that come up? Why would you bring that up? He's such an asshole.
1: He's <sighs> I don't so know. weird. Um, Josh
3: Micah, maybe? Yeah, Mike. And Mike Josha.
1: Yes. Josh Micah? You can do it during a game. You just can't show the game. The TV would have to be off screen.
3: Uh, okay so eh, that doesn't sound entertaining for anyone
1: i think it'd be horrifying
3: when the hawks won the cup in 2015 um scott farrell was on maybe it was 2013 whatever year it was um scott farrell was on overnight radio when we the score Les crops was out there yet i was waiting to go on and he's literally doing play-by-play of the hawks game have you ever heard scott farrell no he talks like this. This is his voice. And he's a radio guy.
1: Oh, is that that guy from... Uh, oh, my God. Oh, that's the guy that's on CBS radio, right? Yeah. So oh. He's
3: like, oh, you see that? What a saved by convert. I'm going
1: ga- to gamble with all my friends. He sounds like a 70-year-old grandma from Atlantic City.
3: It, so- it sounds like he's got the voice thing, though. Like the guy from South Park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the voice box. I, I will <laughs> say, though, it's a very distinctive well, voice. You know he's on. It's really... Like, I <laughs> wish my voice was that distinctive, Oh, man. it sounds painful. Anyway, he
3: was just play by playing.
1: Oh, my God
0: what a hit
3: by Crawford oh my god it was just ridiculous Crawford made a hit (laughs) save I hurt my voice doing that see that was beautiful oh that was painful oh we have a
1: we have a question from somebody with the name of tell good I like that Hello, tell good hello mr. or miss good do you think the hawks should draft a goaltender in the first round this year no no why um you don't goaltenders in the NHL you don't draft in the first round like that's unless there's like a
3: but even like Marc a, Andre Fleury was a really high pick yeah, right he was, a yeah, pick. he was number one yeah was number one and he was, eh, I mean he's good, but no, he's more of a product worth of his a team number one pick of course not and El Montoya was a really high pick mm-hmm. how'd that work out not well yeah it's nah it, I wonder who killed his father, sorry that was a you are just ridiculous Princess today. Bride references I are know, always
1: reference. okay always okay oh
3: my god. You know what? You're not even a dad yet. You're making dad. Before the
1: end of the show, I'm going to make a Mean Girls (laughs) reference. That's going to happen. I I
3: look forward to that.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. That'll be really good. But to answer the question, no, you don't draft goaltenders in the first round generally. And I don't really, I haven't really done my draft research yet. But I kind of doubt there's going to be one that you'll draft that high anyway.
3: Well, speaking of drafts and speaking of uh, sports topics to make you want to rip your face off, woo! Uh, The trade deadline was last week. So, since then, um, I've been fighting off Stan Bowman haters. Why? I, I don't... What? what? What What? are you happy th- about? What are third-round draft picks worth? Like he, this, he, didn't, he didn't draft this, Corey. should get no credit for this. What are you talking... So, what is he supposed to do? He comes in for Dale Talon, and there's... You don't think he helped at all with the draft? If you don't think that, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. I hate to, like, generalize, but that is an idiotic thought, and you're just mad that... I, I, You're why? mad at success. Why do you not like him? What like what has Stan Bowman done? to lose your faith or lose your he let Sod go he didn't have a choice A he
1: let Sod go B who'd you get in that trade and who, guess he, what you got Artem freaking Anisimov
3: yeah and if you want and he put Patrick put Patrick Kane on two, the map two MVP seasons yes. not on the map <laughs>
1: that's a bit of a <laughs> yeah start. yeah yeah I was being but, I was being deliberately grandiose and how long was that hyperbolic. a problem on
3: this team forever forever and ever and Brandon Sod's a nice player of course but you want to get mad at someone about that how get mad at Brandon Sod, who stayed completely out of the negotiations yeah like oh, let my agent handle it then he gets traded to columbus so much so that he's on the score airwaves two days later crying that he left chicago idiot. i wish if i, I would have been more involved if i knew you're an idiot sir your future's on the line millions and millions of dollars and your your livelihood and your life and you're not, you're going to let some agent handle it who Man, just wants the most money for ch- himself. Why
1: don't we have a bottle of Cholula on the table? Well, it's
3: it's annoying because I'm so tired of like how many championships do they need to win for people to have faith in Stan Bowman. Yes, he won it with Dale Talon's core. Great. What is he supposed to do?
1: Trade everybody Trade and them get his and, own guys. To prove
3: you're wrong, mm-hmm. is, tell me, th- tell name me, maybe two GMs in hockey you'd rather have than Stan Bowman. I'll wait. No. Okay. So if he's top three. Even if you could think of two, would you be satisfied with the top three GM in your sport? I think so.
1: I think I'm just satisfied the fact they won three Stanley Cups and I don't really care who drafted who.
3: It's maddening, and it's not it's not like a straw man. It's not just a couple people. Yeah. There's a lot of people that truly believe the Stan Bowman has nothing to do with this team winning.
1: He had no business even coming close to winning the Brandon Saad trade, and he did. Yeah. he. The argument
3: can be made that he won that trade.
1: You yeah. can make that argument. You absolutely can. And you can argue all you want that he overpaid Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves and Brent Seabrook. Guess what? They've won Stanley Cups. You have to overpay to keep guys like that. Period. End statement.
3: It's it's pretty common sense. And yeah, Brent Seabrook's contract does not look great. And now and again, there's an extra million here or there that Bowman gives that make you unha- that make, you're like Ugh, that you kind of grumble about. Mm-hmm. But he's paying his players market value. Yep. And that's why players want to play here, <laughs> and that's why players want to stay here. Right.
1: J- yep. Jason Holter points out that Dale Talon's so great that he's already been fired twice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: exactly. Good call. Nice. And, and it's not to say, like, if Stan Bowman had the number one pick, he wouldn't have taken Patrick Kane. Why, why did the Blackhawks fire Dale
1: Talon? What, was it the fax thing with the qualifying offers, or was it kind of like the Joel Quenville thing where I think they it, recognized that Dennis Savard had a limit and he had hit it and they wanted to get the proven guy in?
3: I think that, I, I don't know. I mean, you, we've all heard different things, right? Mm-hmm. I think that what you mentioned, the fax mistake, was sort of the this is it, we can fire him now mm-hmm. that they were waiting for. Yep. Uh, mcdonald wanted bowman in and scotty particularly was a guy he wanted on staff got had him and then stan had been there for a long time yeah and working up and working in the organization it's not like they hired stan bowman off the street he had been with the organization for what 10 years before that
1: yeah it's not like he was standing by the side of
3: the edens with a sign that said will hockey gm (laughs) for exactly yeah it's not like scotty came and said here's my son give him a job yeah that's he the guy had worked in hockey for a decade right it's he earned it he earned a job and he's proven that he should have it look yeah. at artemi panarin yep he got him when got michael well, kempney kempney out. was another guy that a lot of uh organizations were after mm-hmm. all those that, like dennis rasmussen is an international find right yep uh tanner carroll college free agent contributing yep. I mean, how much
1: more proof do you need? And and look at some of the guys that he has drafted, too. He drafted Brandon Saad. He drafted Andrew Shaw. He got Nick Schmaltz. I mean, he has gone out and gotten a lot of quality young players. I, I, don't,
3: I don't know what the argument is anymore. Aside from it's not his core. Fine. It's not his core. But guess what? He kept them together when uh, contracts came up. He knew which guys to keep and which to get rid of, which ones would be mm-hmm. beneficial to keep around and – who was expendable.
1: And he made the single biggest decision that he has made in his entire career when he kept
3: Nick Jalmerson over Anthony Niemi. That's it. That's the that's trophy right there. Yep. Because I think if you polled most Hawks fans that summer, way more than half would have said Niemi. Yep. Because they fall in love with the goalie. He was the backup goalie to start the year. Came and was a star and won the Stanley Cup. Nicholas Jalmerson was sort of a no nonsense. It's still kind of that way. And San Jose knew it and they wanted it. They wanted him badly. And that's why they did that to the Hawks and offer. Which one did they offer sheet both of them?
1: No, just uh, they offer sheeted Jalmerson. Jalmerson the Blackhawks right. matched it. But then when the arbitrator came back with the number on Niemi. The Blackhawks said no to it, to and away. San Jose immediately signed the Emmy.
3: Well, that was a really heady move by San Jose at that time too because they wanted both, yep. and they knew by doing that they'd get one.
1: And that you never see offer sheets in the no, NHL ever. ever. You ever. remember when everyone thought that uh, – Shea Weber did get offer sheeted, didn't he, by Philadelphia? Yes. Yeah, it was like a, what, 14-year a stupid deal, and Nashville was like, okay, let's do that hey they turned him into pk suban so kudos to nashville oh. they ended up coming out in the end
3: here's another thing too that's bugged me I, you know i love pk suban yes but the opinion that shea weber like suddenly sucks
1: no 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 he is doesn't, awesome he doesn't suck i just don't like his contract no
3: his contract's bad
1: yeah like 14 years for a guy who's that tall he's gonna break down eventually you would think so well look at zidane ochara
3: yeah, almost Freak- a hawk if you ask some people. <laughs>
1: Freak- freakishly huge man breaks down. Film at eleven. Surprising.
3: It's I- funny that like those nine foot tall people only live to like thirty. You know, <laughs> <laughs> those people in the Guinness Book World Records. Oh my god! And those fat guys on a motorcycle. Why are you? Are bur- Why are
1: you burying Zidane Ochara right now?
3: I like him. He's still got a good four or five years left of life. <laughs> <laughs> think. I, I hope so. Oh, man. I like them, you know. Now, well,
1: this show took a dark turn. Yeah, it, it does that from time to time. That's all we do here on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Well,
3: we have some emails. You want to get to the emails, or how do you want to do it? We can ask her some questions. Uh, that was a good time, guys, while you're uh, watching on a video stream at facebook.com uh, slash madhouse hockey Chicago, I think. Whatever. Whatever. So Look for us on Facebook. Submit some questions there. We also have some um, from our our typical email crew so with that are you ready for emails
1: uh, i thought you wanted me to do some facebook stuff or do you want to do it we gotta during? get we gotta we gotta make a spot james fine. play along here fine we gotta
3: make a spot to play the sounder james are you ready for emails yeah i guess all right
2: email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on twitter at madhousepod
3: let me whip this out. Okay, Rush Limbaugh. The email segment... Punch you in the face. <laughs> the email segment, as always, is sponsored by our friends at the Black Oak, a newish addition to the South Suburbs. The Black Oak is a full-service restaurant and tavern located at 9630 South Pulaski in Oak Lawn. They serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner with hours from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. seven days a week. I am going this Friday for their fish tacos, which are outstanding. But They've got great burgers. They've got the steak sandwich with the Australian Wigu wonderful 13 tvs you'll catch every minute of blackhawks hockey and local high school sports now and again uh so stop by for an outstanding meal and stay for the great atmosphere contact the black oak at 708-572-4500 or on facebook at facebook.com slash black oak tavern the black oak the south suburbs finest casual upscale dining and if you visit any of these businesses please tell them the madhouse podcast sent you and see if they react in any discernible way and let us know the black oak lovely people Especially um, John Zawaski, the manager. Very handsome man.
1: Jeffrey Darnold, Darnold, whatever, keeps asking what my big career announcement is tomorrow. I will be announcing it tomorrow. I'm merely
3: dotting eyes at
1: this point. I don't know about this. <laughs> no, you don't. I'll tell you after the show.
3: Ooh, fancy. Yeah, Jay gets to know before all you people do. Ha, ha, ha. All right, email here from Craig. Uh, he says, you guys still miss Tavo? Bet not as much. Accurate.
1: Accurate. Yeah, well, you listened to the show last week. Jay officially renounced his Tavo fandom. I,
3: <laughs> I didn't <laughs> renounce my fandom. I said I didn't want him back. And it wasn't for hockey reasons, it was for drama reasons. I just didn't want to go through the whole BS of being a Tavo fan anymore. Oh, God the Pucking
1: Hostile guys have jumped into our Facebook live oh God, here we go.
3: I, We're very sorry, everyone else. Yeah, they're saying the those
1: sexy guys at Pucking Hostel should do this. Yeah, if you get a sexy guy at Pucking Hostel, go <laughs> ahead and do it. Yeah,
3: let us know when you get one, and yeah, he's yeah. happy to come. We'll have him sit with us. He can wear the T-shirt and everything. We, we should do, and Scott Powers and Brian Hedger have been talking about having a, a podcast together we should do that we should totally do that right. and this setup is great i got a four-person table over there
1: you really think you can get uh, hedger and scott to come down to homewood and do
3: that if i give them beer and food they will
1: that's what you did for me i've got girl scout cookies and beer over there There you
3: go and if lassen's was open open we'd be there because that place is
1: awesome what was that barbecue place that you mentioned that's in town barbecue i feel like you mentioned a barbecue place because i drove past it today and i can't remember what it's called
3: i don't think i mentioned a barbecue <laughs>
1: place oh well there's a barbecue place in homewood and you should probably go try it i it should looks awesome uh i'm going to
3: anyway this we got to a- get to everything yeah we'll get there
1: this is all irrelevant um go ahead with your oh
3: andrew barker with a wapa. it's not that big cut that up too God. andrew barker says uh on the cholula hot take last <laughs> episode jay brought up panarin being a one-dimensional player as over half his goals are on the one-timer. I wanted to see if this was true in regards to him scoring or as a total player. I would argue that his ability as a playmaker to set up Patrick Kane is second to none. I agree. He has 37 assists. That's pretty, pretty, pretty good. I cannot think of another line mate that has scared defense and goaltenders as much as the threat of Kane puck handling or dumping it to Panarin. Kane's first goal tonight, 3-1, on Fleury's 5-hole is a prime example. Just the threat of the one-timer causes teams to not double-team Kane. That's actually a kind of a fair point. It is. Panarin is a fantastic stick handler and finds ways to create scoring chances, even if he isn't the one putting puck in the net. Uh, we'll see how the next couple of years go, but I do agree with Jay. At this point, I don't think I would pay eight million or more for him. At this point, I do think he's more of a, more than a one dimensional player. Um, I, I, I agree. Ex- uh,
1: excellent email, Andrew. Yeah,
3: definitely. I, I, I'm not. He is. He's not a one dimensional player. He scores in one way. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'd like to see him you know, drive the net and score or get a breakaway and score or find another way aside from the one-timer. But mm-hmm. as, everything you said is right, Andrew, as far as a playmaker, as far as taking a pe- attention away from Patrick Kane. I think Anisimov deserves some credit for that too. Agreed. Because that guy has, since he's left Columbus in New York, has sort of um, grown as a player big time, and um, and he's become a threat in the opponent's eyes as well. So um, we good di- point.
1: We did get a couple of questions on the uh, Facebook Live feed, tell good. Checking in again. What should the Blackhawks do at number thirty in the draft? Um, well, if they win the Stanley Cup, they'd pick thirty-one, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I I honestly think right now what you're looking for is either a playmaking forward, a guy with some potential in that area, because you can never have too many of them, or just keep bulking up on defense, man. That's 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 sort of my. You need so many blue liners, and I think that that point in the draft, you're looking at a lot of guys that'll be able to help you and. I'm making a solemn promise right now <laughs> that I'm actually going to do a good amount of draft research this Ooh. year and I will have time to do it with my new gig that I'll tell you about tomorrow.
2: Oh man.
1: Yes. You're killing me. I love it. Just tell people. No, I can't tell people until I have got everything finalized.
3: All right. Are you working for ESPN radio? I wish. No. We couldn't do it then. That's I wouldn't tr- talk to that, you anymore. That's true. Cause I, you're my
1: I, rival. I wouldn't talk to you either. No, that's not true. You would pretend that I was from whatever St. Lawrence's
3: rival is. We don't have rivals anymore. We just win.
1: Yeah, I wish I could say that about BBCHS, but I can't.
3: All right, Josh Micah, who's also watching on the uh, facebook thingy over there. We I- appreciate it, Josh. Have you ever noticed that Marion Hosa always says definitely whenever <laughs> anyone asks him a question? Thanks and keep up the good work. I have definitely noticed that, yes.
1: I have definitely noticed that, and I definitely have... Not pointed it out ever, and I definitely appreciate your question.
3: You know, I have found a new vocal cr- a vocal crutch of my own. What's that? I always say, guess what? What? When I'm, when I'm making a point. Oh, yeah, you do. I'll say, you think, nah, 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 guess what? Blah, 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 blah. I da, do burr, it burr, burr, burr. all the time, and I need to stop it. I don't think so. It's I, I shouldn't I, those. You shouldn't have, though. I tell my students at IMS to not do that, to focus on your vocal crutches and not rely. I say, like I said, all the time. Mm-hmm. I say, we talked about all the time. And I say, guess what? All the time. So these are three things I'm aware of and I'm working on.
1: I kind of notice that, I guess, when I do interviews, like with my newspaper gig and whatever, you definitely notice when you use the same phrases over and over again in questions. And you kind of slowly try to get out of that mindset. Yeah. You got one over there? Um Oh, God. Ben Zawoski, who is now my least favorite person in the world. Mike North, School of Radio. I hate you. (laughs) Your mustache is stupid. He, uh... What did he do the other day? His mustache isn't stupid, by the way. No, it's really, It's really cool.
3: Um, something with North... Oh, he's, uh... He's I, this this will shock you. Uh, no, I bet it won't. He's a big Trump supporter. Oh my god, no way. But he liked this is what is it was. Is he best friends with Bruce Wolf too? Uh, don't get me started. So, uh I told my mom about my Twitter fights with Bruce Wolf and that was the most interesting she's ever been in my career. <laughs> it's like, "Really? You talked to Bruce Wolf?" I'm like, "Mom, I just told you he <laughs> me and him fight all the time." That's really cool. I used to listen to him. Thanks, mom.
1: You have an opportunity for a plug right now, by the way. Jeffrey Darnold wants to know what
3: IMS is. Illinois Media School. There's one in Lombard. There's one in Chicago. There's there's uh, locations all over the country. And if you'd like to start a career in broadcasting, there's no place I recommend more than Illinois Media School. You clearly see what it's done for him. Visit beonair.com for details.
1: He didn't go to school there. He teaches there.
3: No, I went to Lewis University, and they eliminated their... Uh, adjunct program for the radio and tv department anyway didn't they do that like a week before classes started uh actually it was a day before classes started i
1: told my wife that story last night when we were on our way home from the casino because we kind of took the same route roughly that mm-hmm. i used to take to go up to lewis and i was like oh before they ruined jay's life wait a minute you were in a j-
3: casino and casinos in joliet and you did not go to Marishka's? i didn't go until like midnight Oh you bastard yeah i know
1: if I if it had been earlier, <laughs> if if I had gone during the Blackhawks game, you bet your ass I would have gone. To yeah, right. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, because they have. Well, I don't know how many TVs they've got. They don't advertise like Black Oak does.
3: Uh, the bar has several. Yep. But the the restaurant area and is they not. force you
1: to watch White Sox games.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's a reason to not go. Okay. First of all,
1: Jeff Oz, I agree with you that we have faces for radio. And second of all, you bring up Martin Havlat. Like I haven't already litigated that stupidity repeatedly. I am dumb. We know. Hey, look,
3: it's we're... Martin Havlat's face. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Martin Havlat's face on Marion Host's body.
1: I still don't think a three-year contract for Martin Martin Havlat. And a twelve-year contract for Marion Hossa. I feel like there is a discussion to have there with how long that freaking deal is.
3: You can stop defending yourself on this. No, it's it's over. I, it's it's o-
1: okay to be wrong. I I acknowledge that I lost.
3: You didn't. It's not a it's not a win or lose. I when your disagree. job is to have an opinion, your opinion
1: is always going to be. Well, right, technically, it wasn't my job. Then it was a hobby, and now I'm better.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, yes. And we all grow, and the more we watch, the more we cover the game, the smarter we get. You're allowed mistakes.
1: Um, Paul Tobeck says he'll do almost anything for beer and food. I feel like we can take advantage of that at some point. I have
3: an entire winter's backyard full of dog crap if you want to take care of that for me. <laughs> you don't make Addie do that? Uh, she's not. Uh, she's not in the... She doesn't want... She has no desire to. Well, She will someday. Who, wait, who does? She's got little hands. Who, who, looks, who looks forward to picking up no dog one. crap? But I think like the physics, it would be more work to have her do it than it would actually be just to go do it. Fair enough. Because, yeah. like, I'd have to wipe. Because inevitably she'd, like, stick her pinky in some poop, and then I got to clean her hand. And it's just easier for us to do it. Fair enough. Or if he wants to do it.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. You'll, I'll you'll give you give him-
3: uh, a tater tot and a beer. Just one tater tot.
1: <laughs> I'll buy you a poor boy from Marishka's if you come over to Jay's house and scoop dog crap.
3: I'm not making our listeners or watchers uh, I am scoop up dog crap. I am. That's not cool.
1: Okay, well, uh, oh, and Hope uh, posted on Facebook, hi, Dad. I'm assuming that might be from your daughter. I
3: think that's Addie. She's upstairs. Maybe. Yeah, she just got home. Uh, Email here from Kevin Peake, one of our longtime guys. So I want your guys' honest opinion. I know we're still a little ways out before the playoffs, but if the Hawks remain behind the Wild and finish second in the division, it appears they'll play either the Blues or the Preds. Much more likely the Predators at this point. The Blues lost Fabry and traded Shattenkirk. They seem to be a dumpster fire in waiting, but still have Tarasenko And the Preds. While Forsberg has been hot and they do have PK, Rene couldn't stop a beach ball from finding its way to the back of the net right now. And against good teams, they seem to struggle. Would you prefer they play? Who would you prefer they play and why? If you feel ambitious, why do you want the Hawks to play? Who do you want the Hawks to play? if they finish first in the division first of all kevin peak stole my homework assignment because that was what i was
1: going to ask our listeners is who do you think the blackhawks should be rooting to face in the first round of the postseason i'm going to say the blues i am going to agree with you i would rather them play st louis
3: than calgary or edmonton or nashville i agree yeah uh edmonton's got great speed they struggle against that Uh, Nashville has more talent than they are playing. Remember how horrible the start the Predators got off to. Yep. And they're not as bad in in reality as you think they are in your mind. Um, Calgary, anytime there's a young team that's back in the playoffs for the first time in a long time, they can be dangerous. I still think the Hawks would probably beat all those teams. I,
1: I would say they would be favored against all of them, especially because you would have home ice advantage against all of them, theoretically, Yeah, but other I, than Nashville, maybe. But you're 16 points up on them with 17 games to play. If you blow that lead, you're not going to do anything.
3: Yeah, and and I think that uh, the Blues are probably the most fragile uh, right now as far as just how the organization's going. Like you said, they traded Kirk while they're trying to win a Stanley Cup. I just, uh, I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand their plan at all. So,
1: and as Paul, and as Paul Toback points out, it, it's a little bit of a stretch to see the, the Blues making the playoffs at this point. It's kind of odd.
3: Isn't that weird? Yeah. I mean, you think about what they lost, though, and what David Backus meant to that team and to their identity. You know, he was a big part of things mm-hmm. and an effective player, even though he's hated in Chicago and rightfully so. Yep. Um, He's a good player. Yeah, you lost. You lost him.
1: You lost and Troy Br- Brower Br- Br- was a huge part you of lost things. Lost Brian Elliott too. Oh. I mean, you
3: Brian Elliott's the reason they beat the Hawks that series. Yeah, let's make no mistake about that.
1: Yeah, Jake Jay Allen, Jay Gallon, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> J- Jay Jay <Callen>. Gallon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, that's not doing that. I had a
3: go one last night. Arc Ellie. Oh my God, good one. But like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, they were trying to shove us out of the bar, so they started putting bad music on the jukebox. Mm-hmm. And uh, I Believe I Can Fly came on. Mm. I said, it's Ark Ellie. We do that, by the way, if you follow me on Twitter, and why wouldn't you, at JZawoski670. Um, me and my partner, Rick Camp, always do that dumb game with the name. Oh, your partner did. on
1: the Fat Guy podcast. The I'm Fat
3: podcast, get yes. it right. Um,
1: oh, you mean with all the episodes that we, you've recorded? <laughs> it's
3: coming. We do it just to annoy Shep. I like it. And it makes him so
1: angry. It's just a thing of beauty. I, I have repeatedly said to Rick that you guys need to actually do an episode or two. Because I feel like
3: it kills the bit, though. I,
1: It might, or it might make it better. Maybe. I, I don't know, maybe. man. I think it'd be hilarious. I, maybe. We'll talk about it. Well, we'll discuss. I do want to ask you a question. I have an email question from me. Okay. Um, which player are you more excited to see on the Blackhawks? Alex DeBrincat or Maxim Shalinoff? Uh DeBrincat. 16 games in a row with a goal. Chris Cook was in the house last night to see that. It's not a knock
3: on off at all.
1: It's just Alex Debrincat's in the same.
3: It just feels like he could be, holy crap, we're not lucked into, but yeah, second round pick? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's
1: foot six? Yeah, let's, uh, uh, I'm going to look up his numbers, by the way. He has 58 goals this season, I think in like 56 games. He scored in 16, 16 games in a row. I want to say he has exceeded hundred points in all three of his OHL seasons, or we go. whatever league he's in. I might be an idiot here. You are G- uh, in generally.
3: the OHL. I was to bring cat this year has gone over hundred points in all three <laughs> of his
1: OHL seasons
3: in fifty six games this year, fifty six games, fifty eight goals, fifty nine assists, one hundred and seventeen points. Last year, sixty games, fifty one goals, fifty assists, one hundred and one points the year before 68 games 51 goals 53 assists 2014 15 playing with Connor McDavid he he
1: is yeah exactly that is the thing that i think stands out to me the most is he got those numbers in his first season with Connor McDavid and since then has only gotten better yeah 19 years
3: old yep could be a thing next year
1: listed as 5 foot 7 on hockey db i don't think i agree with that smaller or bigger smaller really mm-hmm.
3: little theo flurry on our hands exactly huh? 73 penalty minutes f- 28 last year 43 this year Oh, so he, w- was-
1: he went stan makita and he like drastically cut his penalty minutes and then they went back up good for him bring him back up
3: little feisty guy yeah little- flurry for all of his problems was a hell of a player man just so exciting to watch that's the one guy uh i think is a fan that i wanted to go on the ice and assault <laughs> When I was a more of a meatball fan. How many games did he even play for the Blackhawks? Oh, I'm talking about when he was in Calgary. Oh, I
1: was like, dude, he played like sixteen games oh, here, right? He
3: was always just such a shit talker and he'd get into scrums and like no one would ever fight him because he's five foot six, but then he'd kick somebody mm-hmm. or like elbow the goalie and no one would see it.
1: He, that book he wrote was fantastic. I gotta way. read it, man. It's really good. You wanna borrow it? Yes. I own it. I will I do I will lend that to you. I will read that. Um we do need we do need to acknowledge one of our listeners who, who just had he and his wife just had a baby. Who's that? Jeff Hicks.
3: Oh, congratulations. Brand new Jeff.
1: bouncing baby girl, I believe. Baby Hosa. Baby Hosa. Name the girl Hosa. You <laughs> shall get many, many endorsements. <laughs> but congratulations to him. Jeff is an awesome freaking guy. Every time I've met him, he's been just the nicest dude. I have no idea what I've done to deserve that kind of nice treatment. Nothing. And can, you know what? Congratulations, to him and his wife We're both awesome people. That's
3: awesome. Congratulations, Jeff. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in to our first ever Facebook Live podcast. That went very well. I I, I was concerned. I could not sleep about this. Was that why you were out drinking last night? Oh, uh, it was part of it. Okay. But I was just like, uh, you know, I woke up because I didn't get home till like one. Then hoping I stayed up and talked till like one thirty. Went to bed. I got out of bed at eight and just came down here, started setting everything up. This was ready to go yesterday. Uh thanks to Ramblin' Grimace again for making that for us. Um but it's just been, you know, a lot of me overthinking everything and I think it went really well. Just from watching on a screen here. So you've had pretty good numbers throughout, right? Yeah. Um, so we appreciate it. With very, We didn't really promote this at all. We sort of decided last night. I sort of decided.
1: <laughs> yeah, you decided like Friday night, which is how we generally do podcast decisions. Like the day before, we're yeah. like, hey,
3: let's do this thing. Well, let's next time we're going to do, we'll have a little more warning. You guys can be a little more involved with it.
1: I agree with Paul that we need to probably do this at least once a month. I think that's a good. Totally
3: agree. Yeah. It's good for you and I to see each other, too. Yeah. Because I feel like we yell at each other more when we're face to face. I will ask this: uh, people on the on the Facebook respond right now. Could you hear us well? Yeah, how was the? That was my concern. Scroll it. down so we could see the responses, or give us a thumbs up or no, an angry the face. Responses,
1: I think, pop up at the top.
3: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Um, ben Tallman says loud and clear. Well, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> loud, not clear. <laughs> um, Jeff Osborne did want us to point out that Shalenoff had zero goals in twenty AHL games.
3: Uh, that was a while back, though. Uh, fair
1: enough. Yeah, but and we also said to Brin Cat, so ha.
3: Yeah, yeah, right. But I do think there is a uh, a shot of Shalinov coming here. I, I well, they made it seem like yeah. he
1: was going to try to get here this year, right? And be here for the playoffs.
3: The more, the better, right? You can never have too much talent. It's true. Yeah
1: all right uh jeff hicks said we echo a little bit that's because we're in a basement yeah i'm in my basement (laughs) can't really (laughs) sorry unless we like wanted to go to mcdonald's and run them out of stock of like cardboard drink holders i don't think that's gonna be
3: fixed yeah not much we can do about that unfortunately um but i'll try i'll try to figure something i put like some blankets on the walls or something we'll figure something out (laughs) cover up the uh terrible
1: bobblehead of alex (laughs) (laughs) jemnoff how dare you sir dude seriously he looks like a (laughs) leprechaun (laughs) That's just wrong. He's a little too gingery
3: for his hair was not that red when he played.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I would agree with that. I just, like I said, I feel like he is a leprechaun, and I don't like it.
3: Yeah, it's one of my favorites, though. Yeah. I always love that guy.
1: Are we going to wrap this podcast up before we go off on
3: other random tangents? Yes, we are. Okay. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. The Black Oak in Oklahoma, the South Suburbs finest casual upscale dining. And of course, our friends at Mariska's and Crest Hill, family owned and operated since 1933. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all so much for watching. We will do this more often for sure on Facebook Live. Tell a friend, make sure your people you know are following our Facebook page. Um, Just look us up on Facebook, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, and we'll be back with you. And like we said, this podcast will be available on iTunes very shortly. So if you missed it on the live feed, don't worry the whole thing will be there um, start to finish in just maybe 20 30 minutes
1: yep thank you guys so much for uh listening watching commenting Uh, on a sunday morning we got a hell of a turnout i
3: think yeah i I think so too so uh it'll only get better from here amen brother all right guys thank you again so much for listening until next time we'll talk to you uh, next week have a great rest of your weekend and a great week bye